Hello, everyone, and welcome to this first episode of the Miramichi Historical Linkages podcast. So uh, we'll be coming to you uh, every week uh, with stories about uh, the history of the river, how uh, heritage and culture connects Miramichi uh, across the region, outside of the region, and maybe even around the world. Um, so today, uh, again, since it's the first episode, uh, we decided that it might be a good idea to uh, maybe just take an opportunity to get to, to know the people that are going to be talking to you in the weeks ahead. So um, I think that's what we'll do today uh, for, the first, uh, for, the, for this first episode. And we'll be back again next week with a little bit more of an explanation about the project itself. So uh, I'll get everybody to introduce themselves. Um, I'm Sean McCarthy uh, from from here, right here in Miramichi, uh, and I'm the uh, the manager of the project, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, uh, well, I'll turn it over to Allison, who is the next person closest to me on my right hand side. Uh, it may not be for you as you're watching this, but. Uh, Take it away, Allison. Hello, my name is Allison Paradzi, and I am also from Miramichi, and I'm covering the uh, Acadian side of the research in this project. Hi there, my name is Tasha Smith. I am the Indigenous Culture and Heritage Researcher for this project. I am originally from Maine, but I moved to Fredericton when I was quite young. Uh, my community is Metamonagia First Nation, so Miramichi is just like my home as well. I'm excited to uh, have you guys join us throughout this journey. I'm originally from the Navajo Nation, and from the southwest, um, from northern New Mexico. Um, I've lived here for a couple of years, but I am the, re the project consultant for this project, and I am really enjoying what I'm learning so far. Great all together. Thanks, everybody. Um, so, uh, when we met yesterday, because preparation is important, uh, you know, we decided <laughs> that uh, we wanted to kind of have a very conversational uh, first episode, just talking about ourselves, letting you who get to know us, but maybe not necessarily in the sense of, you know, I had a particularly interesting life. I was born and you know, so, so on and so forth. <laughs> that sort of thing. We're not, we're not really kind of going with the biographical uh, today. Um, so, uh, Maybe, like I say, yeah, so maybe um, we've kind of touched on it a little bit in the introductions, but I know that we've all kind of been from from there to here and here to there. Uh, so maybe maybe to kind of start off with uh, maybe how we came to be uh, all of us here in Miramichi at this point uh, in our uh, in our working lives and, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, how does that sound? Sounds good. Wonderful. All righty. So, uh, yeah, I guess I, uh, I can start and allow everybody else an opportunity to prepare and I'll try to be as, you know, uh, I won't rattle on like a clapper on a goose's backside. Um, <laughs> so, the, uh, yeah, so I, mean, uh, I was born here uh, and I went to school here, but uh, starting in about 2004, I spent about the next 10 years, most of the, you know, kind of split between here uh, in Miramichi and, uh, First in Halifax, when I did my undergrad at St. Mary's, these then uh, in Fredericton, uh, where I did my master's at UNB, he, uh, and then in London, Ontario, uh, where I did uh, my, uh, my my PhD at Western University. Uh, 
And then I was there for four years, and then I spent another year in Fredericton, still working on the on the PhD. It was it was a long process. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll touch on that in future episodes. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So and like I say, I was very fortunate in 2015 to be able to accept a position uh, with Friends of Bullbears Island as their executive director. Uh, I had worked there in summers past, uh, but I was able to uh, to get a position there, and uh, I was the executive director right up until last. September. So I've been away from Bo Bears Island uh, now for about a year. The withdrawal is slowly subsiding. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's ever present. Uh, but yeah, but I was really happy to be able to, uh, to step onto this project and maybe kind of flex some of those uh, historical research muscles uh, in, a, in, a, in, a different, uh, in a different way. We need a uh, three-episode uh stint of Sean telling us about university. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little mini series of Sean telling us every every course he's taken at university. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Can we record that one at 11 in the evening? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> because I can't drink at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Did you always want to come back to Miramichi like after you were doing your studies did you just know that you wanted to come back here or had you had like another thought and then it was just the offer of coming back to Bow Bears is what brought you back um I mean I always said that you know if, if I could work at Bow Bears Island for the rest of my life that's what I would do <laughs> um you know that's it when I was young and foolish um but uh but <laughs> Yeah, and then there's probably still a part of me that still would. Um, but uh, technically, I guess we're all still working for Bobers Island now. So there you go. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, but I guess, I guess you know, I, I always really was drawn to the history here, even though I was studying history in other places. And, and I guess I always assumed that I was going to be, you know, working um, in the in, in the university uh, in you know in academia, and that I would be probably. Right. I mean, I wanted to stay on the East Coast if I could. Um, but like I say, then opportunities kind of arose. My my time with academia, my time being in academia for so long as a student, maybe kind of changed my outlook on on that as a future <laughs> for me, uh, to put it mildly. Uh, uh, so yeah, so I was really happy to be able to come back and kind of do the thing that I really enjoyed doing when I wasn't in school, uh, being a Bo Bears, to be able to do that all the time. Um, it was yeah. yeah, that's it. Nice. Yeah, I always wondered that. I don't know. It's it's funny to me because I only, I mean, I met you probably around 2015, 2016 when I was working at Bow Bears. And I I just always knew, oh, yeah, Sean from Miramichi. <laughs> that was just, <laughs> so I was always curious about that. If there was ever a point in your life when you thought, oh, I want to go be a historian elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like I say, I guess I, I, I did for a while, but then I smartened up. And decided to become a VA historian here. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> this is it. That's it. Yes. Well, if somebody wants to take my place on the hot seat, please. Um, that would be that would be fine with me. <laughs> I could jump in and give a little bit of my history because it certainly Absolutely. is uh, uh, about as far to the other side as as Sean's is because I. Other than my my stint at Bow Bears when I was in high school, which kind of I think started that whole like love of history for me as much as I enjoyed, you know, at that point I had only had any exposure to like 
history class in high school. And I thought that was pretty neat, but I never thought of it as something that I'd want to do moving forward. Uh, And so I went about as far from that as you could go. And I went to theater school. Uh, (laughs) And I thought I was going to be a Actually, maybe it's not so different because I thought I was going to be a uh, university professor for the uh, theater arts. And uh, I got an offer for a job out in Whistler in British Columbia to be a, uh, a theater teacher. And very quickly... I realized this is not what I was made to do. <laughs> uh, I taught eighth grade. So it was, uh, you know, kind of thrown into the deep end for the first year of teaching. And uh, kudos to all my friends who are teachers because yeah. it is it is hard. Um, and then just life kind of brought me back to New Brunswick about six years ago where I all the fairy tale stuff, met my husband, settled down, bought a house. And uh, after I had our first son, uh, there was a question of, well, I want to go back to work. And I'm curious about what I could do that would be more of a passion project and that I could also do while being able to enjoy being a mom and learning. It's still, because I think I I did always love my time at university. Uh so I love that idea of continued education in one way or another. And then Sean approached me about this project. And uh, I remember after we talked, calling my mom and telling her, like, it's too good to be true, right? Like, Sean's going to call me back and say, you know, by the way, you have to work 75 hours and we're going to pay you in peanuts and you're not going to care and it's going to be a rough time. And I had my first meeting with everybody and realized it was going to be an awesome project to work on, uh, mostly with the joy of it being uh, focused on the Acadians for me, which growing up was something that was always uh, I was always curious about. I always wanted to know more than just what was in our textbooks, I guess. And so this this is kind of allowing me to do that that research into it. So yeah, it was a long and winding road, but here I am. That's it. Well, there's an old proverb that says it's a long road indeed that has no turning. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I guess, um, so I'll go next because I'm kind of in between both of you. Uh, I've always enjoyed learning about pretty much anything. I don't think there was a topic I didn't like learning about, um, but I became a mom at a very young age uh, in high school. So my focus went from just trying to graduate and take, do the best I can to take care of my child. Uh, when I got to St. Thomas University to do my BA degree, I really knew I wanted to learn more about history when I took an intro to Native Studies with Mark Landry. And he had one day a guest uh, speaker, Roland Christian, who is also a professor at St. Thomas University. And something just clicked. I was so amazed about all the information. I had no clue even existed that I, um, when I went into there, my goal was to major in criminology and minor and I believe sociology at the time, but I totally flipped my choices around and I ended up majoring in criminology, but honoring with distinctions in Native Studies. Uh, 
I definitely don't regret <laughs> making that choice. Uh, throughout my BA degree, I also worked on a textbook project with a group of great, wonderful people. Um, we did research for Indigenous information across Canada in order to update the curriculum for social studies, history, and Native studies in New Brunswick. Uh, after I obtained my BA degree, I enjoyed learning so much that I knew, I, feel, I felt in my heart the best thing to do with all the education I've been acquiring over the years is to pass it on to the future generations. So then I decided to jump in and get my education degree at SLU, uh, which turned out to be the time um, COVID had starting to bring itself forward more in our country. So I ended up finishing off that degree teaching online, was, which was quite the experience. Um, after that, I homeschooled two out of three children that following year. What a wonderful experience that was, so much growing. And I get asked this question a lot. So no, I won't be ever homeschooling again. <laughs> but it was a good experience. <laughs> I like that mindset. It was beautiful, short term. Short term, beautiful, yes. I don't know how it would have turned out if I went longer. <laughs> I would have ended up becoming the student again or something. But <laughs> um, uh, then I started looking for work after that because once the pandemic had somewhat been curved, public schools had reopened um, and the kids had wanted to go back. So I, I supported that. Uh, so I was looking around for work and then my aunt and my mother both sent me the application for the Indigenous and Culture Researcher position and I was so excited to see that that uh, whether I got that position or not, I was just so excited to hear about this project coming to light. Um, but then I had, like Allison had said once I met with everybody, it, it just seemed too good to be true. I was like, what the heck is this all in my lap? I've been told here. <laughs> but I am ever so yeah. thankful for it. And, and as Sarah had mentioned earlier, what a wonderful learning journey we've all been on um, through all the meetings we've had with the different people and interviews. I've learned so much more about not only the Indigenous culture, but the other beautiful cultures, uh, Celtic and Acadian that are in Miramichi. And we are also, even though we're focusing on those three cultures, I like that we still keep an open mind to all the other uh, diversity, the many other cultures that have come over the, the years since pre-contact and whatnot, but excited to keep on this learning journey. <laughs> like I said, my name is Sarah Ward. Um, I lived on the Miramichi. I guess I'm coming from born and raised in New Mexico and Navajo Nation. And then I landed in Oklahoma, Tahlequah, the Cherokee Nation um, community. And I went to Northeastern State there for a while. Went to Takalee's Job Corps first from there, finished there, and I went to Northeastern State University. And it was in Takalee's I met my husband. So he decided, let's go to my meet my family for Christmas in the Brunswick. It's been 40 years later, and I'm still having Christmas in the Brunswick. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Aww. when I came, from, when I came here in New Brunswick, um, I've, I've learned, it was the first time I was uh, introduced to uh, the Mi'kmaq culture. So I got, I was interested and it was kind of different coming from New Mexico, Oklahoma, where the Aboriginal community, indigenous culture was strong. Like, you know, the, the ceremonies and the powers and everything I grew up in was so natural. And I came to New Brunswick, um, not much was going on with First Nations. 
And I remember people, like I was telling the, the group the other day, it says, I remember making uh, beadwork or doing some kind of uh, indigenous craft. They would people come to my mother-in-law's and says, oh, look at her. She's doing Indian, Indian crafts. And I'm like, okay, I know this is reserved, but why are you guys saying that? But I never realized that uh, the culture of uh, indigenous people was, were not really represented in the educational system or even in the community, or even within the Miramichi in general. So uh, that's why I took my interest in trying to promote Aboriginal culture. Like, you know, I I am the the chair of the board at the Newcastle Library. So I try to bring in programs that will promote Aboriginal culture. Um, I work in different places, like I work with child and family when I first came here. Um, I, I too also decided started taking courses at St. Thomas University, thinking I wanted to be a social worker. Then working in the department, I realized that that's not for me because if I work as a social worker, I'm put in a box and I can't do too much to to promote what I want to do. So I changed my major to sociology. So I majored in sociology and history. And I met a professor which was very, very uh, inspiring, which was a uh, um, Steve Dutcher, he introduced me to history and the way he taught history was so, so exciting that, you know, um, I was telling the group yesterday that I went to study history with some biases because I'm thinking we're, we're the victim as Aboriginal people, we need to be heard. But in the process, I've learned that there's so many people that contributed to Canada, the United States, to uh, the Mamashi in general. So there's a lot of different people that make our community what it is today. And then I, after my BA, I decided to to teach uh, adult education. So I got my BED in adult education. And then I went further and got my BA in adult education. I, I mean, my master's in adult education. So, and I taught here in different communities and First Nations communities. And I always try to promote Aboriginal culture, Aboriginal history something that would inspire people to feel good about themselves or realize where they come from. You know, that was always my goal. And then I seen the job ad come up a couple of times with Bowberry's Island. And I looked at it, I said, this is interesting, should I do it? Because I had done some other research with the First Nations uh, topics before. So I kind of like, okay, do I have time? Would I do this? Because I know how much work it involves doing the research. <laughs> and how much uh, um, sorting things out and coming up with information, traveling, like, no, I know all that. So I'm like, is this what I really want to do? And then like COVID happened. I said, maybe this is the time I said, because everything is done online. I'll give it a try. So I did apply for the job. And I think a couple of times, I think the ad came up, but nobody was applying. So I said, I'll give it a try. So, and then I've learned that Tesha got the job and I said good it's an Aboriginal person because as as a novel person as a Deneb woman I like to see people from the community especially living in the Mi'kmaq community I like to see the Mi'kmaq people get the jobs you know and somebody's qualified I'm like good more power to them then Sean calls me up and says uh, <laughs> um, since you did some research before uh, can you help us be a consultant with this program <laughs> we'll create a position for you and I'm like, wow. I said, that, that, that's good, you know. I'm recognized for the things I do. You know, I'm glad. And I, I really was honored and I really appreciate it. And as, as we went along, I realized that uh, 
I guess we always had, I always had a connection to Bowberry's Island because when the dedication was made at Bowberry's Island, when the building was built and everything, was my husband at the ceremony to dedicate um, the place, right? And then my son worked at Bowberry's Island as one of the actors and the tour guides for there. So he knew Sean. So I'm like, somehow I've always been connected with Bowberry's Island. And then here I am again, like, you know, so it made us all three of us be here. <laughs> so that's my, uh, my spill and Miramichi yeah, connections. And, uh, <laughs> and it is a beautiful culture because I, my husband says I talk a lot. So I end up going places and I learn, <laughs> talk to people, right? And there's people from different culture and, you know, and I'm always learning. So I feel like I, although I come from New Mexico, I have built different homes, different community, different families here. So they might not be blood family, but they're family. So I get a connection with them, you know, try different things, new things. And then at the same time, I also take the time to take pictures and share the the difference of things in the Miramichi community and share it with my people back home. So I give a little bit of Miramichi out west. And sometimes they'll ask me, what's fiddlehead? So I have to explain what a fiddlehead is, like, you know, or what's, you know, certain things, like, you know. So sometimes I even demonstrate how to cook a lobster or, you know, things like that. Or they'll say, what's Luskinigan? And I have to tell them, the traditional bit of the Mi'kmaqs, you know. So... I think I'm kind of doing my share in sharing the, the culture in the in the Mamashi community. And I think we're all, I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I'm pretty sure this is a, a well-accepted thing in our group that we're very grateful that you're on our, on our team because you've, uh, you've definitely helped us, guided us in a lot of different ways that uh, we wouldn't have got there and gotten to those research topics or uh, connections to incredible people that are able to come in and help us on the project. We would have never been able to do any of that stuff without you. So I'm very glad that you decided to reach out uh, to see if you could join us because it has made the world of a difference. I absolutely agree. Very thankful and appreciative. 110%. That's it. You know, uh, <laughs> Yeah, like I say, I mean, it was, it's, it's, like I say, it's been a great journey, you know, even thus far. We're only, we're not even a year in. Well, I'm, I'm just a year in, but, you know, but that's it. But, you know, like I say, and to have, to have somebody, you know, with your experience kind of helping us along. And, you know, and like I say, I mean, I am providing kind of that, that, um, that step back because we're kind of in the middle of the research and being able to, like I say, to have somebody that can kind of, we can present all that stuff too and then kind of get that, get, get, get a different perspective, you know, is, been very helpful. So we all like one another, you know. So, you know, the <laughs> oh, I didn't say well. that, Sean. <laughs> Sean, I, I only analogy. said that I like Sarah. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. Yeah. So, me and you and uh, Sean, you and I get the boot then. No. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. So the yeah, next podcast good. episode will be Sarah Ward yeah. and myself, Allison Parody. <laughs> That's right. That's the thing that we got a lot of humor. In the group, so we had a good chance of laughing, and you know. That we do. Two weeks when Tasha and I will be hosting our own break off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> It'll be called the history of the historical languages <laughs> project team. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The story they don't want you to know. Yes. <laughs> the untold stories. Oh boy. I'd be in trouble. Let's not do that podcast. I take it back. You guys are back in. I like you again. <laughs> I can't take that kind of risk. You know too much now. That's it. Yeah. Bound by mutually assured destruction, if nothing else. There you go. <laughs> we'll all go down together. It's fine. Uh, I am wondering with a few minutes remaining, if we would like to kind of do like a call to action to kind of let people know uh, how they can reach us, where they can reach us, if they uh, have any questions that they want us to answer at any point uh, as we go on with the podcast. I don't know, Sean, if you want to kind of throw out a, 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 the email address and see if there's uh, sure, sure. anybody who wants to chat with us. Yeah, so we're always looking for we're always looking for feedback. We're always looking, you know, for for more people who are interested in Miramichi's history and would like to talk to us uh, and and share their their stories and their knowledge, you know, in, in hopes of being able to create, as I say, those those bonds across communities here in the region, and then maybe uh, from our communities to other communities, these across the province, across Canada, the continent, and the world. So um, if you're interested in that. Uh, be sure to, again, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below ooh, and we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to get back to you that way. But if you're an email type person and, and you want to just sh uh, shoot us a line at link project, all one word at bowbearsisland.ca, uh, that would be that would be great, too. And we'll get back to you in pretty short order. And if you have any complaints, Sean's home address is. <laughs> Not all letters will be answered. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean really if anybody has any uh any questions or any comments or feedback or anything like that, I do uh look forward to hearing from everybody because as much as we are, I guess, the research team, uh, none of this gets done without the people who are willing and open to chat with all of us and to share their stories or, you know, their family stories or some research that they've done throughout the years. Uh, so the, the project really relies on all of you, dear listeners. <laughs> and on that, I don't know if anybody has any Closing words. We're good. I believe so. I think we are good. Sean, do you want to hit us with an outro? Oh, sure. I request well, a song, a little um, closing song. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Um, well, I see the clock on the wall. Then it's time to bid you one and all goodbye, Queen and Schuster, right? You know what I mean? We could do that. Um, but anyway, from all of us to all of you, if you have, if you have the, you know, the, the guts, the patience, and the fortitude to come back next week. We'll be here. Uh, thanks so much. Take care. All the best. Goodbye. <laughs>